0: We learning with just an email away Corporate tell us what to say spring the video image radio. We slang a local car as reading I be all as nowhere Ain't
1: no stars. no where well, the middle class we old podcast the middle class we old podcast
2: Bow. Here we are I am in Nashville Kevin Kilpatrick
3: here and Bobby Maxwell in Cincinnati.
2: And welcome to the dun-dun-dun final middle-class VO podcast.
3: What? I know, right?
2: Yeah. First thing it's I thought,
3: a- I'm, I'm going to miss the uh, jingle the, the most.
2: <laughs> yeah, the jingle. I spent many, many, many minutes writing that thing, Bobby. <laughs>
3: I love it. And when you first played that for me, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome.
2: Yeah, and have I, to that. I would a big... say
3: yeah, that didn't. That wasn't just one writing session for you. That, that, no. that took a while.
2: <laughs> no, I uh, no. Actually, it took me several nights. Just uh, you know, the, it's those late at night thoughts, and and then I had the wonderfully talented Chloe Delandis uh, come in and sing, and then she helped me massage some of the wording and everything. So uh, I'm super proud of the wording, and then Jason Traver did the Redux version of it, the acoustical, you know, acoustical bluesy jam vibe of it, uh, the most mm-hmm. recent incarnation of that. He did the vocals on that. And uh, yeah, uh, like you, I'm super proud of that jingle. But uh want to let everybody know that, yes, in fact, this is the final Middle Class VO podcast. However, you can't get rid of us that easy.
3: <laughs> no way.
2: Bobby, do you want to share what's going on?
3: Sure. You know, Kevin and I have been talking about this for months now. That does middle class VO mean to others? What what it means to us? Or do they not get it? Or is it something we need to work on? And um, we're just gonna rebrand our podcast. Kind of uh, take it not in a different direction, but a different um, what's the word I want to use? Something a little more different an angle. An angle, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it- we are gonna rename ourselves. So are we telling them now?
2: Brrr- A drum roll. (laughs) Go ahead.
3: Officially, at the end of this podcast, we are going to become the Making Waves VO podcast. (laughs) Woo! Yeah! (laughs) That's Kevin's Uh, idea for the name. And it's so clever. I love it.
2: Oh, I I love that. Um, Bobby, so can I ask a favor? Of course. We're we're monitoring via Zoom. We're both recording on our end. But could I ask you not to look at your computer screen for a moment or two or maybe the rest of this podcast? Because I have a surprise special guest. Oh, my gosh.
3: Why did I know? How did you know? Because it's me. (laughs) No, I did not. All right.
2: All right. All right. You're not looking, are you?
3: I'm not looking. No. All
2: right. Stand by. Stand by. Okay. (laughs) Stand by.
3: Dude, you get me all the time.
2: Stand by, stand by.
3: You, um, you really are that pesky little brother.
2: <laughs> I am the pesky little brother that always surprises you. And we have surprise guests on our final middle-class VO podcast. And um, Bobby has no clue who has just entered the room. Thank you all for coming into the room. And I am going to start, um, I tell you what... Uh, uh. Let's...
3: Oh my gosh!
2: Are you looking? <laughs> Are you looking now?
3: I am looking! You cheater! Yes. You're not
2: supposed to look! Everybody say hi!
3: Well, you didn't say hi! Hey, Good girl! Hi. Hey, Bobby! <laughs> wow! <laughs>
4: Surprise party. Gosh, look at all you guys. I love
2: you guys. Now we have all friends of the podcast on with us, joining us. Uh, Heather Bell from Nashville voice actor, Uh, Krista Walrock voice actor, Rob Reed voice actor, Eric Romanowski, demo producer and John Malone voice actor have joined us for our final middle-class VO podcast. And it's a treat to have you guys all on with us.
3: How did you pull this off?
2: You know, (laughs) we always talk about how great this industry is and all it took was an email and about a thousand dollars cash. That's it. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Rob, let's start with Rob. Who got a (laughs) thousand
0: dollars? I'm sorry. (laughs) Rob was about
2: to say. Rob didn't get the thousand (sighs) dollars. Rob, let's start with you. You know, we got a lot of guests on and and we're going to start with Rob. Rob, uh, tell us, uh, what what has uh, I know you're a fan of the podcast and you've been listening for a long time. Tell us, have you gotten anything out of the middle class video podcast over these years?
5: Oh, absolutely, and and I save them and and have gone back to them over and over and uh, uh, just many times. Uh, so yeah, they, they've been a great resource for me. He's such I a proud <laughs> <laughs> and we've got, uh, I want to I go
2: to Eric Romanowski too. And, and Bobby, wasn't Eric, uh, he was our first demo producer that we had on. I know about that. I know that. But was oh, yeah. Eric our
3: first yeah. guest? He was, he was really nervous.
0: <laughs> yeah, Eric, were you our
2: first guest? <laughs> hold on,
0: hold on. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on, hold on a minute. Okay. I was told that I'm coming here because... Bobby was interested in a demo, and you were interested in a demo.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
3: oh, 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 oh. Wrong meeting.
0: Is that not the case? See,
2: oh, see, that's how I got people to come on
3: and the demo. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's how I got people to come on, Bobby. <laughs> Offers of cash and other awards. Yeah, rewards. no, that was
0: uh, I don't, I don't even know what that was. A couple of years ago, that was probably like pandemic. It was just right before the time, pandemic.
2: Right? Yeah, it was nineteen. It bud. was yeah. It was nineteen. And, uh, we'll definitely get you on the new incarnation of the making waves podcast. And, uh, that will be a lot of fun. Eric, uh, how have you been lately? How has the demo production world been lately?
0: Good. Things are, things are good. Staying busy and, and miss you guys. And, and it's always nice to see you guys at Vio Atlanta and, uh, you know, I, I, I'd like to say that my career really skyrocketed after I went on your podcast, but that's not true. So <laughs> I would like to say,
6: but it's not true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just playing. No, I, I always appreciate the love you guys give. So uh, uh, when Kevin emailed me and said, "Let's surprise Bobby," I was, I was down. So. Yeah. Very, very cool, man. And congrats, uh, Eric, by the way. Um,
2: one of your uh productions won uh an award at One Voice in Dallas recently. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was that was cool. Elsa, um, she's a ACM talent and she's uh she's fantastic, young, up and coming talent. And uh you know, my job is to produce the demos, but when I work with talent like Elsa, it's it's honestly just st- it makes my job easy, and I'm not just saying that. It really does. When people are directed, directable and coachable and willing to put the work in, so Elsa's one of those talents, so it's cool. Absolutely.
2: Oh, thanks so much for uh, joining us here, uh, Eric. And we're going to jump over to one of Bobby's dear, dear friends. Uh, they have Cincinnati roots together, Krista Walrock. Krista, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hola. Thank you for having me.
3: How did you keep this a secret? <laughs>
1: You know when you live in Mayfield, Kentucky, and I'm not I don't have to look you in the eye. It's really not that difficult,
3: so good to hear
1: you, yeah, not I miss you crazy, uh
2: Krista, what have you been up to? Um actually, I can tease uh something that uh Krista and I collaborated on together um most recently it's it's a marvelous project um and you know, uh. That's kind of all I can say about it right now. But it was it was marvelous work by Krista Walrock, that's for sure.
1: It's <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty Excellent. Now. I'm excited.
2: Uh, love it. But you've been staying busy, Krista?
1: Oh, my goodness, yes. Between teaching co-op kids improv and uh, new new for me is documentaries. I'm starting to do some documentaries out of the UK. That's been really fun, too. So... I love that.
3: Ooh, perfect for that.
2: I love that. All right, now let's transition from the Midwest and let's go out to the West West. And ladies and gentlemen, we are entering <laughs> the Malone Zone. John Malone is with us. Hey,
6: John. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Bobby.
3: Hey. Thanks surprise. For the surprise. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How are you? What I'm, you been up to? I'm
6: good. I'm good. Uh, well, I, uh, was just in Dallas recently, got to spend some time with Kevin, uh, which was fun. Um, came home empty handed, but it was still a good time. Um, it was great to be
2: nominated though for that. Wasn't it John? uh, With all those entries over 4,000 entries.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it is an honor to be nominated. I know that sounds like a, a cliche, but it's totally true. And uh, it's – I really just love that awards banquet. It's fun. It's a good time. It's, you know, it's relaxed. It's casual. There's a fine meal. Uh, uh, it's irreverent. I, I, I think it's a good time.
3: Kevin pretty <laughs> much said about the same exact words, so it really left a lasting impression on both of you. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it was really cool. And John and I got to uh, share some uh, voiceover conversation after the awards uh, later into the evening and met some interesting characters at the uh, hotel bar and had a great time and Always good uh, sharing a good time with our fellow voice actors and uh, it was good seeing John there and stuff. And John, thanks for being on with us today. We're going to go back around the room here in just a second. But uh, finally, without further ado, let's go uh, close here to Nashville, uh, right down the road from me. Heather Bell, voice actor, is with us as well. Hey, Heather.
4: Hello. Hi, guys. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Bobby. Hi, everyone Hi, Heather.
3: Last time I saw you was in Switzerland, I think, wasn't
4: it? (laughs) I know. or was Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, Yeah. it has been a little bit. Um, But I'm so excited to be here, to be on the podcast as a super fan. Yeah, like... And to surprise Bobby.
2: Yeah, that's so cool. (laughs) And Heather, that is exactly one of the reasons I reached out to you, too, is because I know, you know, and thank you for your support of the podcast. And I know for a fact that Heather booked a gig directly because she listened to the podcast. Uh, Heather, would you like to share that story?
4: I did. Yeah, it's kind of a, well, I had gone back to to listen from the beginning and you guys had done, I don't remember when exactly it was, but um, you had Marilyn Wisner on mm-hmm. and she just kind of uh, gave out some little nuggets of wisdom and I sort of took it to heart. And when I started doing auditions that day, I just kept everything in mind and Lo and behold, I ended up booking a a national commercial right after that. So it was super exciting. A national spot, wow! It was, yeah. So congratulations, good Bobby. So yes, definitely nice.
2: Bobby, do you have any questions for any of our guests? (sighs) Those are the questions I want you to prepare. By the way, those (laughs) were for everybody else, not me. By the way,
3: you guys have to know, (laughs) Kevin specifically texted me what we're going to do. So I just was writing out all these questions and now we're probably only answer like one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, There's so many things to to ask. Let's talk about the year overall, because I've been talking with a lot of other voice talent for 2023 being a pretty lean year in the VO business, whether it be AI, whether it be oversaturation, um, have you guys felt that as my first question? And secondly, what are some alternative incomes for a B.O. talent if, if we are experiencing this?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, Rob, do you want to take that first?
5: Uh, yeah, I can. I mean, it, the start to the year, f- at least for me, was pretty busy. And then about June and July, it started to slow down. I I have no uh, correlation as to why that that was in my case Um, but it gave me another chance to really concentrate on, on getting out and doing some unique things like, uh, attending a conference in one of the genres that I, that I want to do more work in. Um, and there were no other voice actors there, so I didn't have to, to compete with that. Uh, Plus I, I got a little MC experience by doing some, uh, some voice of God stuff live at that conference too. So that was, that was kind of cool.
3: And you said you think that you've already got an ROI from it, right?
5: Yeah, uh, I do, actually. I just talked to them today. So that's that's a good cool. thing. And, and more and more prospects to go along with that. So it's kind of out-of-the-box thinking, I think, for uh, not a lot of voice actors do that. Um, if you have the opportunity and the means, it's it's really, uh, it can be super beneficial.
4: That's scat worthy.
2: I want to jump, uh, you know, talk about AI. Everybody's talking about AI and all that. I want to jump to uh, Eric because Eric probably has an outside perspective. He has no real stake in the voiceover game in that regard. But, Eric, what are your thoughts on AI taking over? Do you think it will impact your voiceover, your uh, demo production business at all? Right when you said, I want to talk about AI and I
0: want to go to Eric, I said, ugh, (laughs) <laughs> you're like w2f kev i don't know what what i'm more tired of hearing about ai or barbie but
1: <laughs> Come on, amen.
0: anyway um i kevin i would say that i ac- it will actually affect me because if voice talent are doing less work they're making less money which means they're spending less on demos which oh. means i'm doing less demos So I would say that it will affect me if, if AI does continue to uh, gain traction. Um, Honestly, I I, I don't pay a ton of attention to it because when I do pay attention to stuff like that, I'll just go down a rabbit hole that won't be good for anybody, including myself. So I don't want to say I'm ignorant to it and I just ignore it, but, uh i try not to get too caught up in it and and like everyone points out i'd like to think that the personal side of this industry the relationship building part of this industry is always gonna supersede the computer okay. uh you know ai side of this business but that being said you know i, I can't i can't say what whether that's uh, <laughs> gonna continue or not i'm, I'm hopeful i'm hopeful you know, with the strike and everything that things are going to, you know, uh, we're going to nip this in the bud. But, um, you know, and, and for your sake and, and, you know, all the talent that I work with and, and every talent for that matter, you know, I want you guys to have success. And and seeing stuff like that is a little disheartening, um, especially because we do know that there's going to be companies that are going to use AI yeah. just because they don't, you know. It's it's that whole radio mentality. It's uh quantity over quality sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah.
2: So it's neat hearing the perspective from a demo producer, though, because yeah. we voice actors talk about it all the time. And, and, and yeah. And like you said, Eric, we're all tired of it, too. But I just thought it'd be a unique take to hear from a demo producer. And, you know, we probably don't think about it trickling down to you but yeah 100 percent. you're right it does same
0: same thing same thing with the strikes you know like obviously that that side of it doesn't affect me directly but indirectly you know if talent aren't working on those union gigs again they're not gonna they're not gonna be working as much and that's less money for them to spend on on those other things that they need to spend money on the coaching the demos you know all that stuff so I feel like I've taken a little hit there as well. But like Rob said, summers are typically slow for me, slower mm. for me. And, um, you know, ever since COVID, I've probably said this a million times, I'm working less than I was before just for sanity. So it's, I kind of welcome it. Welcome the lull in the summer, because that means more swimming, more time with the kids, more <laughs> vacations, you know, that stuff. Hmm. but very
2: cool. Well, Bobby, um of the questions you prepared, could you please uh, ask another one? And I would love for you to ask the next question uh, about voiceover, uh, where we are, where we're going. Ask it of your good friend, Krista Walrock.
3: Okay. Krista um, and I have talked about marketing many, many times, you know, about how much we're doing, how we're doing it, if we're doing it. And um, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all very hot right now. Chris, I was wondering if you think that will change the um, the marketing and the pay to play equation in the future. If you know, I mean, every, all the coaches are always pushing marketing, marketing, marketing. Do you see things changing in that area, or do you think it'll stay the same?
1: Ooh, girl, you know that is not my wheelhouse. That's why I have a an assistant. <laughs> Um, (laughs) because I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna officially say I really don't care because to, but I don't like in my world, I just keep working and I try to keep making connections, um, any way that I can really. And, uh, I haven't thought much about it. Like I try to stay in the know, but not too much time because I'm kind of like Eric, I, I just I save a lot so that when certain things happen, I'm just kind of riding that wave and doing other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't I haven't thought much about it. I just keep plugging away. And my assistant, uh, Shelly, Stevens, she is super smart.
3: What does she do for you? Just
1: she is my virtual assistant and she um she looks into all of that stuff. Okay. The AI, the um and she she looks at the algorithms and she takes classes. She's always willing to ne- learn something new, which saves me time. And and we just go that route and we just kind of see what happens. So to me, I look at everything as like you just kind of sprinkle stuff out there and, yeah. and see how it's affected because it's always changing. I, I just can't keep up with it all.
3: It is always changing. And that's kind of why I asked the question. It's like, what's next?
1: You know, Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: Let's go to Heather Bell here in uh, Nashville. Heather, uh, what what about you? What have you been up to this year? Have you seen anything, any trends going on in your uh, world? And when I say your world, but your particular world of voiceover.
4: I don't know about trends. Um, for me, I've been keeping busy with you know doing commercial projects, corporate narration. IVR stuff, um, and also just, you know, like Bobby's question, marketing, just trying to stay on top of it and and figure out new ways to approach it so that it's not boring for me, <laughs> but also so that I will keep doing it. Um, and I've found a lot of value this year in just following up with past clients um, and just, you know, making sure that I'm maintaining that connection and, um and, you know, because you never know when it's going to come in handy and when they're going to think of you because, oh, yeah, she just sent me an email like, you know, last month talking about XYZ and, and now here's another, you know, related uh, project. So, um, so I found that very helpful and have seen, you know, results from that, which is also encouraging.
2: That's good to hear. And now let's go. Uh, I want to ask a question of John Malone. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, most of us have had uh, or experienced and worked with representation. Um, I want to talk about now, I've got a couple of agents that I work with I'm, I'm happy with. Um, I'm happy with the opportunities they give me. But it, it's not always uh, one size fits all with agents and talent. And I'm not looking for anything specific from John Malone, but John, can you expound on that? And and, and just talk about connections and fits with agents
6: or talents and agents or managers. Well, um, I mean, I have an L.A. agent. I'm with Portia Scott at Coast to Coast. And that's a good relationship And she's my mothership, right? So anything that's in L.A., uh, I'm going to submit through her. So I have other regional agents, and uh, sometimes I'll get things from them that I know or suspect are going to come from Portia a little bit later. So it's sort of a dance managing that. But Mm -hmm. I think it's worth it to have, you know, a, a home agent in L.A. that's looking out for your best interests. So I'm happy there. Um, actually this year I, I shed a couple of regional agents, um, not cause there's really anything wrong with the agencies or the relationship there, but just that I felt like, uh, I really hadn't booked enough there, or maybe I didn't feel like the quality uh, of auditions that I wanted was coming from them. And I just, I had gotten, uh, advice from uh, my manager, Celia Siegel, to sort of pare things down so that you're not hitting delete, delete, delete. Uh, It's just you don't need that. You don't need your mind space to be devoted to that. So I've actually reduced the number of reps that I have this year just so I can really stay focused on what's important. That's what I was going to
2: try to get to one of my questions.
3: Yeah, go oh, ahead. go
6: ahead, Bobby. Go ahead.
3: No, that was that was one of my questions also. It's like I, I'm so surprised when I'm on the, uh, the Facebook forums, the voiceover Facebook forums, how many newer talents are saying I need to get an agent or how do I get an agent? And it's like unless you're really, really competitive, I don't think it's a, a good idea at all because some of us who have been doing this for a long time still have a tough time getting those gigs through their, their agents. Well, you so, know,
6: I <laughs> – Uh, I moved from an L.A. agent that I was booking with um, to WME because WME came knocking. And this was in 2020. It might have been – no, no, no. no. It was in 2019 that that happened. Um, So, you know, I jumped ship from a place that I was booking and I went to a place that – where I was now a smaller fish in a bigger pond – and I wasn't booking at WME. It really wasn't a great situation for me. So sometimes moving from a small place to a big place isn't the right thing for you. Uh, it's got to be the right time for you in your career. And it's also got to be the right fit with the right agent. So, um, and, 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 you know, there are some things about being on Coast to Coast that, uh, you know, aren't, uh, great for me. I don't get any promo or narration opportunities from them. And, you know, that was something that Porsche and I had to talk about because, uh, you know, I was concerned that I'd be missing those things, but I think the other things that I get from the relationship, uh, are worth it. And so I've made that decision to, uh, th- that'll be fine with me. Eric, moving forward,
2: um, talking with, uh, let me recap our guests right now. Voice actor Heather Bell, voice actor Rob Reed, voice actor John Malone, and voice actor Krista Walrock, and demo producer Eric Romanowski. Eric, from the time you started, I, I know you've got the famous story of how Voice Over Atlanta kind of changed your career path, and it, it was the impetus of you going into full-time demo producing, but have you noticed or have you yourself implemented new strategies and techniques or anything Friends in your demo production over these years since you've been doing it full-time?
0: A for your
2: Um, strategies. I mean... Are, has your techniques, have your techniques stayed the same
0: pretty much? I mean, I would say you're always evolving, you know? Like, there's things that I do now that I wasn't doing before. You know, a lot of times things will happen to me and then I'll be like, okay, that's never going to happen again, you know? and then I make a change uh, whether it's, it's, it's typically a bad thing, you know, like something comes up and I get burned some way somehow. And then it's like, okay, I need to make sure that never happens again. So that, that kind of, I feel like with voice talent and even myself, like you have to always be evolving. You always have to be improving how you're doing things. Even if it's super simple stuff, just like, okay, instead of replying uh, you know, the same response to all these people, like, okay, so someone hits you up and they're like, how do I get in the voiceover instead of telling them how they get in the voiceover with a four paragraph email, you know, maybe you have that saved somewhere. Maybe you have that four paragraph email saved somewhere, or you send them to the, I want to be a voice actor website, you know? So being more like efficient with your time Um, in terms of like what I'm doing specifically, Um, from my demo business, I would just say, you know, like trying to stay relevant, trying to keep my marketing up, you know, stuff like that. I try not to overdo it on social, um, be like, look what I did, look what I did, look what I did, you know, every day. (laughs) But I think there is a benefit as a demo producer, at least to be showing talent, like, look what I did. And, you know, if you like what you hear, this too could be you, you know, that kind of thing. So Nothing crazy, though. Anything crazy that I've changed, I I, I can't tell you, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate
2: that. Hey, Eric, follow-up question for you, Mr. Demo Producer, and you hear all these talents all the time. What have you noticed out of uh, talents? You were talking about Elsa earlier making your job easier. But what have you noticed uh, over the years of producing demos that really connects with you what we voice actors can do better uh on our side to help you do your job better and thus we're representing our own sounds better and uh, booking more stuff
0: yeah i was actually just thinking about this today as i was producing someone's demo and cuz i worked with a talent a couple of weeks ago who coached and coached like very thoroughly and was so prepared for the demo that that sometimes i think talent coach For the demo just to be ready for the demo and they're not thinking like okay well what if i get signed with this demo and then i have to do the promo audition this was a promo demo that i did Mm -hmm. you know that's a that's a tough area to break into not only tough to break into but tough to like sustain and, and and book those gigs uh because they're so demanding but she was so well prepared that I have no doubt in my mind when those opportunities do come, she's going to be ready. I think it's, I think it's important that you have to look past the demo. You have to coach enough for a demo that you're not really thinking about it as you're doing it. What, you know, like whether it's commercial radio imaging, whatever promo, it just comes like second nature to you. It's not just about coaching enough to like sound good on the demo. And then it's like, well now what? Well, you know, if you coach enough, hopefully those opportunities come and you're just going to kill it. I would nice. say that's a big thing. Yeah.
3: I have a question about audio that a few of you might be able to shed some light on. Um, you know, as unlike five, 10 years ago, the home studio is pretty much a necessity today, but there are some talent that are just going bare bones. They have a USB mic and a laptop in their closet. Now, given that the trend in the style of voiceover, especially the n- newcomers and the agents and the coaches are saying, we want you to be conversational. We don't want the perfect diction. Even if there's like a little mouth noise, it's okay because it's it's um, organic. So do you think that audio will be that way? Do you think that they'll, they'll accept for national jobs for you to be on a USB mic and a laptop in a closet?
5: Rob, you want to take that? I don't think so. Um, I, and and that's I'm not basing that on anything <laughs> specific. I just know that there have been so many times that I've booked a job because of the quality of my audio. Um, so it, it makes me think that that's not going to be the case. I mean, I I completely understand what you're saying, but at the same time, that that's got to be the you know the origin. That's got to be pristine, in my opinion. Eric might have a a, a better uh, insight on that. <clears throat> But that's my take.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I mean, I sure I sure hope not. You know, like when you hear those like local commercials or small market commercials, and they just sound like crap. You're just like, oh At least I do. <laughs>
5: yeah. It's yeah, just
0: Like yeah. it's it's hard it's hard to listen to. So, um, you know, I I sure hope not. I always say like, as long as your audio sounds good to me, it doesn't matter how it happens. So, you know, the the USB mic. I'm sure there's some people making USB mics <clears> sound okay, but you know, the whole closet thing really doesn't bother me as long as they have a decent mic, whatever comes you out. Know, of the speakers, I, I get right? it. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, as long as the audio sounds solid, then, you know, like, like you've heard a million times, there's been people recording huge campaigns in their car or, you know, in, in a bathroom or in a hotel room, like, is if you can make it happen and you got a killer mic and and you know that you can make the space sound okay um you know I don't I don't think it's um it, it doesn't matter to me
3: Krista is a good example of of that um a year ago you were affected by the tornadoes down where you live and you you bought a new house, so you had to come up with something pretty fast. Did you did you use just like your closet for a while? I know you built a studio recently.
1: Yes, and it is finished, and I'm in it now, and I love it. <laughs> um, but I was a hot, steamy, nervous mess because I'm pristine about my audio. So I had purchased um, a couple of different porta booths, and so I literally like went into the closet put all these clothes in there, put that port of booth up and just test it with folks to make sure until I could get something set up. And that was that was a hard time.
2: Oh, yeah. There's some great tech folks that work in our industry that are always uh, eager and ready to help and uh, help us all improve our sound and all that good stuff. I do want to thank you all for joining us today. Before we wrap up, though, I kind of wanted to go around the room. We're we're talking about this is our final middle class VO podcast, and we are going to be starting the Making Waves podcast, uh, the Making Waves VO podcast coming in October. And we're going to keep featuring some of your favorite things, the cold read challenge. We're going to have nightmare sessions. I'm going to go to Heather on this one since Heather uh, has listened to, I, I, I think, the majority of our podcast. Heather, <laughs> you know, with the new incarnation of the podcast coming in October, is there anything you would like to hear us do or or anything that resonated with you with the Middle Class View podcast that you want to make sure we keep doing?
4: it No, I love that you just constantly have topical guests and that you're covering, you know, that you're discussing things that are relevant to not only people that are brand new to the industry, but people that have been around for a while. And um, and just, you know, the way you sort of just, you know, by brainstorming and, and having these little chats, like, I, I just feel like so much interesting information comes out that it's like, oh, I never saw it that way. And and it just sort of, you know, puts, puts a new perspective, in, you know for me at least. So, but I'm excited for you to guys to to and if I could pose you two a question, what do you see the biggest like pivot in closing out Middle Class VO podcast and moving into Making Waves? Like what what do
2: you I'll I'll take that one. Bobby Bobby Maxwell's making way too much money to be called middle class anymore.
3: So <laughs> we Whatever. That's, Whatever. That's talked down. about it being a lean year, dude. <laughs> oh
0: no. Oh, we just it, it hey 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 K- K- Bobby can only go on thirteen vacations this year. It's exactly
2: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, Eric knows what I'm saying. Eric <laughs>
0: <right>. knows. We're <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> gonna yes, have
2: to cut that down to a baker's dozen <laughs> of vacations this year, Bobby. I oh, my gosh. No, we're Kevin, excited. Kevin, I want to tell you uh,
3: real quick, real quick. I, I just saw this on in my studio, pinned to the wall. This was from our right when we came up with Middle Class BO Podcast. I wrote down a list of ideas, and it'll be interesting now to go over these and see how many we actually incorporated into it. Um, uh, there ahead. was, we we called them beginner segment, the good read of the week, oh. the coach's corner.
2: We did the that. The cold
3: read challenge, which we did. Yeah. Bad audition of the week. Oh, we got to do that. <laughs> and <a> hot topic <laughs> of the week. So I think we did pretty well for sticking to it.
2: Yeah, we did we we covered most of that stuff. Some of the stuff I think we did one or two times and it just didn't, you know, didn't really resonate, I guess, with us to keep doing it, but yeah. I think that's some pretty good stuff there. Yeah. Uh, John Malone, what about John? John, (laughs) um, anything that you learned uh, over the years of the Middle Class VO podcast or anything you'd like to hear us uh, keep doing or introduce in the new version of the podcast?
6: Well, when I was on, you did Nightmare Sessions with me. (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. And I love Nightmare Sessions. And I like listening to other people's Nightmare Sessions because I think it's things that we can all relate to. Um, When I was on... Um, I was, uh, 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 um, Crystal Lewis was the other guest. Mm-hmm. So the both of mm-hmm. us were on, you were doing like an LA thing and you had her do the cold read challenge. And what I love about, What you guys do with the cold read challenges is that you you seem to tailor them specifically for the individual that you're going to have do this cold read challenge. So it's always something that's funny or ironic or that really, like, plays into the humor of their wheelhouse. And I love how you do that. So I hope you continue to do those. That is Uh – it is by
2: design, John, uh, because first, I'm putting – we're putting somebody on the spot, okay? but. Secondly, I want them to succeed. So I try to find something in their wheelhouse, uh, you know, that they're going to be comfortable reading cold. But we always like
6: to make something humorous about it, too. Right, Bobby?
3: Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. So don't don't lose
6: your sense of humor. That's one of my favorite things about (laughs) the podcast. And I know you won't. So I'm confident in that.
2: Oh, love that! Uh, we I've got some favorite moments. Uh, Rob Reed, <laughs> Rob Reed did a, a Gold Reed challenge. What was it, Rob? The wonder boner? <laughs> uh, I believe that's right. Yeah, I tried to block it, that
5: out, but uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was it, it an actual.
2: It was an actual commercial from like the 90s, one of those uh, direct response type ads, and it was something for uh deboning fish and it was the, but they called it the Wonder Boner and Rob with his good old Texas deep voice sounded perfect just reading the commercial for Wonder Boner. It was just remarkable. <laughs> Um, and we, Joe Cipriano did an amazing cold read challenge. Uh, we pulled the script from the end of Talladega Nights where Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are riffing at the end and they're doing these parody commercials and it's a funeral home commercial. And the funeral home commercial starts with, uh, 90% of us will die in our lifetime or something to that effect. (laughs) Joe, Joe didn't miss a beat, man. He just read it like a promo and. Uh, just some of my favorite moments are the Cold Read Challenges, and we're definitely going to keep was doing Was it Tom those. Pinto
3: that did uh, Hotel California?
2: Tom did Hotel California. Uh, Jeff Bell, who was the, uh, the wor- retail the voice. Yeah. Jeff was the retail voice for uh Ford F-150 commercials for years. And he's got this voice like this. His name is Jeff Bell, and I'm gonna tell you about the Ford F-150. But we had him read the opening lines to I'm Just a Girl by <laughs> with Gwen Stefani <laughs> and no doubt. And he's like, I'm just a girl, and I feel a little dirty. <laughs> we just had some really good and fun moments with those, and uh uh, and we've had some poignant moments, too, featuring Krista on the podcast when, uh, you know, 2020 was a significant year in many, many ways. And some stuff was brought to light in the voiceover industry and, and the fact that there was still, you know, racism in voiceover, and we heard Krista share some stories about it. And it was just confounding that it was yeah, still Trey, happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and Trey Mosley. And Trey couldn't make it. Trey was so close to being able to be on the show today. Uh, but he had some sessions he had to do. Um, but Krista, you know, this this is an interesting time for a follow-up to that topic. Um, when we had you on before... Have you seen things, I I know I see casting specs that are much wider and much more inclusive uh, since that time. But have you noticed things getting better, Krista, in that regard?
1: Actually, I have. And I'm very encouraged. Um, Even if, you know, they need my urban side. (laughs) Yeah. You know. But yeah, I have been very pleased at just how diverse a lot of what they're asking for is now. So that's encouraging. Very good. And the
3: agents too. The agents have gotten really good about making their roster diverse. Big time. Correct. Big
1: time. Mm-hmm.
2: Bobby, do you have anything else for these special guests today before we wrap this up our final Middle Class VO podcast?
3: Oh, we just want to have you on in the new one. I can't wait. I love you
4: guys. Thanks for the big surprise.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: we love you too.
4: Oh, congratulations! You guys have had yes. such a good run.
2: And we're gonna keep on going. It's, yeah. I want to
6: make waves. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs>
3: Says voice actor I'm, uh, John waves Malone. Means to you. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Are we gonna like play a toilet sound effects or something?
2: <laughs> we'll we'll work yes, that out in post, goodbye. Bobby. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> voice
2: actor John Malone voice actor Heather Bell voice actor Krista Walrock voice actor Rob Reed and demo producer Eric Romanowski thank you guys so much for being on today our final podcast for the Middle Class VO podcast great
1: Thanks, you thank guys. you guys thank, thank you. you so much love you guys
0: good luck in the future guys
1: yeah All right. oh we're well, the Middle Class VO podcast Middle Class VO podcast